This is almost I'm not as leaving the house to go to your talk whatever car. So, I sat through your goddamn. Excuse <laughs> Are we mic'd up? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We've got to record it. <laughs> finish, finish that sentence, please. Ladies and gentlemen, that I was the great... I sat through your sports conversation this because I knew you guys were enjoying yes, the conversation. Yes, you did. You had to withstand So I just let it go. And no, let it go. And it, it go. was more than four minutes. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I don't like that to you. It's funny how when that switches to cars, he's not so in tune. Because cars are still a sport thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it well, depends on how you NASCAR. drive. NASCAR. <laughs> and where are you making a left turn? Go <laughs> faster, though. Yeah. That John Madden thing. Mm. He's making a left turn. Making He's a left making turn. a left turn. Yeah. He's making a left so, turn. But I'm sorry. John Madden on the telescope. I did not. I, it, that flew out. I apologize for cursing no at you. No apology necessary. I actually I, enjoyed I, your little uh, outburst. We all enjoyed it. It just happened. I was glad to see you break out of that weepiness for a second. Oh, that was just just reserve. You did see yesterday that the the ruling came down that they were not going to force a replay oh, yeah, of the, the Saints, Saints game. Brands game. You know people are a little bit taken a little too serious. I love sports. I'm as big a sports fan as any. But when you're trying to go oh. to Congress to get them to change the, a game, you're, you're taking it a little bit too seriously. Yeah. Congress uh, to change the outcome of a game? Yeah, are you they, kidding they me? want to make them replay it because well, they, of a bad call. The, the Bears organization was sued for uh, false hey, advertising. Really an election. <laughs> Did you remember that? Yeah, it was a group no, of fans no. that got together and actually put a court case uh, to get like season ticket money back. to get their money back. Yeah, for false advertising. They said they were good or something. They still, they're supposed to field an <laughs> NFL team, and this ain't an NFL team. <laughs> this doesn't qualify. It doesn't qualify. It's false advertising. It's absolutely hilarious. It's funny. I assume they were mostly doing it for a joke. No, they really tried to get their money. Yeah, back. That's, I, that's. I hope they lost. Why am I? Uh, well, the you know the law prevails. You know. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, attorneys will do anything when uh, money gets a little scarce. Sure, sure. Well, I don't, know about, I don't know about your qualifier. I think attorneys will do everything. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Period. If there's Sorry. money in it. You got me there. Yeah, if there's money in it, they will do anything. That's like I love listening to the lawyers for Aretha Franklin say, well, we tried so hard to get her to, to do a, a will. Yeah. You know, and she just she just kept putting us off, putting us off. I go, F you. It would have taken an hour to put a will together for her. Right. You know, and it takes sign the it. average person about 10 minutes, but maybe an hour for her. Yeah, but let's see. How many more millions will you make because everybody's going to fight to get uh -huh. that money and you're going to fight for the yep. estate? Yep. Yeah, you tried really hard. A little hard more money in that, that than together. there was in putting together it's, a will. It's you? amazing no. how little time Seriously? that takes. I thought it was going to be a big deal myself. It's a for me, Philip. That's like, right. This don't disappoint me. That's it? Don't this is it? You can go to hey, Zoom. And, they, and there's lawyers that charge a thousand bucks to put that together. It's like, are you. Fucking you can go to Legal Zoom and probably do it. Probably you can do it. Oh, legal you can Shield. do a very fine job. Legal, legal Shield. Zoom. Legal Shield. Twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legal Shield. Free. Free. Yeah. No, it's but twenty bucks. You gotta get this. I mean, the other big part of that was that I really don't have a lot so of stuff. Yeah, there's not much to do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's not a lot of money. Whatever's, whatever's in the basement is yours. Designated. Fully designated. All right, guys. Here we go. It is. It's already eight fifty-six, and we were going until about ten today. So you really need to get some time discipline together. Well. You know what? My morning time discipline has been lacking. You're correct over the last several weeks. It's a good uh, cause. But uh, I do have an appointment at 11 o'clock this morning in my office, so let's get going. 
Not a good cause. Not a good cause. All right. Excuses, excuses. So, oh, Norm, you're leaving? Yes. Okay, well, you know, we'll leave your name on here because it was <laughs> recording while you were there. <laughs> you represented for a minute or two. Yeah, Norm, Not you better. represented. So, do you mind catching your door on the way out? Don't let it hit you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord split you. But right. um, anyway, let's go. This is Civil Tension number 56. Uh, I am your host and the show creator, Peter Galt. And actually, <laughs> we're going to start on my left this week. So uh, our the our leftists this week are Don Stevenson. <laughs> you don't have a left. Yeah, we don't have a left. <laughs> Ken Nicholson. Jerry Settles. And the, the people on the right? Delassi. On the far right, Dan Gilman. <laughs> but you'd never know. Well, here's what I don't know how many of you saw it or read it, but I shot out a little thing uh, thinking that because of so many things that have been in the news and conversations actually that we had last week on the last episode, it might be fun to talk about morality and judgment. Um, if that is not on your... If that does not ring bells, I could just put Ken to sleep, literally. He even <laughs> snored for a moment there. Well, there are no more morals in value. But, uh, <laughs> There's no conversation. Yeah, you know, there to talk about. And don't you need to be a leftist to talk about morals and values? I mean, we, well, they're, they're the ones defining the them now. Thing. They're it's the ones defining them now. Who's yeah. telling us what is moral and what is not, and who is sitting in judgment. There. And, you know, we even we tried to talk last week. It was very entertaining to go back and listen to. We tried to talk about, is there anything that we can agree on. Oh, yeah. We never got there. We never got there. We, other than government cheese doesn't taste that bad, we <laughs> never left us yeah, cows. So, you know, we did. Well, see, and now you disagree. You didn't disagree last week. But at any rate, um, we can talk about morality and judgment, or we can talk about people uh, wussing out and wimping out over the cold. Um, it is Chicagoland. This is what we do every winter. I learned that the very first winter I moved out here when we experienced wind chills of negative 70, and I had never felt that in my life coming from Kansas City, mm -hmm. where, you know, a big winter is it'll rain, and then at night it might freeze. So you look out the window, and if the garbage truck is going sideways down the street, Don't go you know you're not going anywhere that day. <laughs> this is just that simple. Probably not a good plan. Yeah. And, but now, <laughs> you know, now I negative 27, my car said on Wednesday morning when I took off to go. Everybody else is closed, but I had a couple things to do, places to be, and uh, the other show to do. And you're still alive. And I'm still fine and dandy. My car started. The heater was on. Heat was on in the office, 70 degrees inside. Uh, felt great. And uh, here I am, Friday morning. And even though it snowed a bit last night, we had a nice room of way more people this morning than I thought we would have. Um, so that was wonderful. That's because it's warm. I think everybody wanted to, to get back out, man. I up to two. Yeah, it's two this morning. It felt toasty <laughs> when I went outside. It, it actually didn't feel too bad at all. No, it's it didn't. all relative. 50, we're going to be walking around in shorts on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. 50 degrees, and yeah. The we'll floods be like, on Monday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have to start carrying yeah. around a sweat rag. But. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to. I was thinking of what golf. Just take your do rag off and yeah, use it. Take your do rag off, stick it in your pocket. It's a sweat rag. So there you go. So what's on your mind, guys? I'll cast the first stone. All right. That's what. Go Dan. Go Dan. He's gonna go Dan. He'll throw down some judgment. So uh, about morals, and just somebody mentioned that there's no morals. Well, there are, but they're are they in the process of being redefined? That's a uh, an argument in itself. But uh, what's really going on is this concept called uh, critical theory. Uh-oh. And critical theory comes uh, initially from uh, 
Marx, who, uh, as we know or don't know, great guy. Yeah, he, great uh, guy. he wants to he wants to redefine uh, class and and you know who has power and why do they have it and what goes on and so. Mm-hmm. There was a college called the Frankfurt School that picked this up, and I believe it was in the 30s, and they advanced Marxist concepts. And we can say that that is the beginning of what's going on today. And so in today, the argument is on the concept of oppression. Now, oppression being defined as it is today stems from this school. Mm-hmm. And with the way they define oppression is that Anyone who is in a position to dictate uh, a system, a moral or whatever, a way of living, a standard, whatever you want to do, concepts of family, all these mm-hmm. ideas, are considered the oppressors. Right. And anyone that falls under this is the oppressed. Now, if you want to look in the dictionary, which you probably will at one point. For oppressed? For what oppressed sure, go means. Ahead and look it up. I'll look it up. Because oh. it is, it, and you discover it has nothing to do with what these guys are saying. So they're redefining it. And so what's interesting about there's, this... There's always been oppression. No, it's just who has it been put upon? Well, there's a... So and that's it, a moving it, target. If somebody is oppressed, okay, um, and you'll read the dictionary version of it. In a momentarily. momentarily. The exercise of authority or power in a burdensome, cruel, or unjust manner. Okay. So we, if we see someone that's being oppressed... We have a moral obligation to assist them. And this is kind of straight up. Uh, the Bible talks about this. Mm-hmm. We consider this an underlying principle of morality. But this is really not what they're talking about, oppression. What they're talking about is, is you're in a classification as a female, and on all the connotations that go with that word, or a male, or your gender, uh, excuse me, that's your gender, or your sexual orientation, or your skin color, or your class, or anything. So this is the idea of what they're saying, and so what they want to say is that you know there should be nobody oppressed at all. Which, now it doesn't which mean means it, they're saying there there must be no classes. Uh, more than that, you, but yes, it, that falls into it. You can't group people in any way for well. Any the argument comes. So, so we're using the alphabet now to. Define different groups of people. Well, it, right? It, it is, it's more than just a semantic argument. I mean, they're they're literally changing what this word means in this construct. So when we talk about oppression, yeah, when the guy from Google says the word family, correct. and people feel like I don't have kids, so you're oppressing me, correct? And, the, and so that's the, how far they've taken. But the word family comes in with connotations within our society with children. of children. Correct, but there's it's, just, it's more than just that. There's also obligations that mm-hmm. are within that. And because children are involved, those obligations increase. Sure. If I don't have children, then I don't have those obligations, right. so I should be bound to them. But within the scope of this philosophy you're talking about, within oppression, and I agree with you, I don't think people understand what oppression truly is. And with regard to the dictionary, that definition... Mm-hmm. Being burdensome, unjust, or cruel. cruel. Yeah. It is not cruel, nor unjust, nor burdensome to say, you know what, this looks like a family unit. Yeah, that's, that's perception. Mm-hmm. It, it's perceptual interpretation. It's not putting something upon you and saying, if you do not conform to what I think is a family unit, then you will be punished severely in this way. But for them, you are. 
So See, hold on. No, 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 well, everybody's a judge now. Well, hold on a and minute. And everybody's That's, passing judgment. Hold on a but, minute. But I don't, I don't agree that I am because they are the ones who are taking that on. They're choosing to, to be offended or they're, they're choosing to develop a sense of being cruelly punished by my own view. And that's not the case. But they are. And so the concept... How the, but they wow. are in their own minds. The con- that's correct. Right, in their own okay. minds. That yeah. is it. Now, you want to see, you look for a logical aspect of it. The logical aspect is not the dictionary term. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is, is, okay, so we'll use the idea of sexual orientation. They're telling the children now it's okay to be gay. Before, if you were gay, especially when I grew up, and you as well, yeah. it was a stigma that was involved in this. You didn't come out of the closet. You did not come out of the closet because the stigma that came with it. And so the stigma was, well, if your sexual orientation is to your same gender, therefore all this other baggage, idealistic baggage comes along with it. And it is this idealistic baggage that they're trying to eradicate. Mm-hmm. And so by telling, coming forward and telling children that it's okay to be gay, they're trying to remove the stigma. Because in a society, whether you are, are being actually beaten on or attacked or whatever, uh, that's kind of simple for some people. Like, all right, so I got beat up, big deal. But it is the emotional cruelty that is the one that is causing all these psychological problems that people are experiencing to the degree that they commit suicide. There was a very high rate of people that were homosexual that were killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because they felt that there was something wrong with them. Why? Because the society says so. And so it's the society's stigma that's upon this is actually passing judgment and setting law. Now, is it real law? No. But this is why they're saying that within this college, this Frankfurt College, what they're saying is, is that, well, wait a minute. You know, the problem is that the humans set laws. We make laws. But we have a stigma within a society, and laws will be made for that. And there were. I mean, I before I, I brought up the idea of... Uh, of um, it escapes me at the moment. Uh, well, that's dead air. Yeah, we sorry. I lost the word there for a moment. We know the drug companies are happy about all this because they're just you know take a pill, chill kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, and, and and they've come out with a lot of it. And unfortunately, we just uh, sorry. Well, folks, but, but I think one of the problems what you're talking about, Dan, is that is again we. I think the goal is just to, it's almost, it seems the goal ultimately is that like there is nothing is wrong. So the, so the word I was looking for was, was eugenics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and so in eugenics, there was a stigma that came across the idea of crossbreeding. So in, in the concept of it, you know, it goes back into Darwinism, but he, you can't throw it all on him. It, it, there's a lot of people that were in play in that. Mm-hmm. But the idea of it is that if, uh, if a white person very intelligent, comes from a great breeding family, marries someone that is black from Africa that doesn't have societies and all that, the blood that comes out of it is actually tainted. And so the concept behind it is, is that this should not be a thing. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they believed wholeheartedly that they, they were destroying right. the race. Right. And they put laws up on it. Mm-hmm. And there was a law in the United States, a sterilization law, right. where they actually took not just black people, but also people of low intelligence. They were saying that we need yeah. to sterilize them to stop them from bleeding mm-hmm. out the good genes. Well, that's, that's what Planned Parenthood, the founder of Planned Parenthood, that's what she believed in. Yeah. Martha yeah. Mark, no. Sanger? And so this Sanger. is a stigma. Right. Sanger, yeah. So this is a stigma. So we talk about morals, we talk about laws, because we're talking about law, the Lord law is bantered around. 
Well, really, the law is set by the society, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And whether it's right or it's wrong, whether it's perceived as accurate or not, it's still going to be a law. We have a similar thing going on with uh, carbon, carbon yeah, usage, yeah. and they want to make a law against it yeah. because they have this what's called a pseudoscience. Right. The reason why it's pseudoscience is because there's no proof of it. Yeah, you can't prove it. Yeah. Right. And the same problem was with eugenics. We well, are now, again, every 10 years, we're 10 years away from extinction. Yeah, but let's yeah. not stray from the point. <laughs> the point is it's a stigma. The point is right. a stigma, and that's what they're but, after. But to me, though, I love all this discussion, but it doesn't get to the root of the issue of what is the goal then, to, that nothing is wrong? Nothing I can. Nothing can ever be wrong by by yeah. ruled At wrong by society. It's not wrong. It's the ability to exist in a manner in which you think is going to be beneficial for you. So, as that's a very similar way of you know John Guanci, who hasn't been apart for a while, but mm-hmm. he also always says you know you live in liberty, I li- you right. live in your yeah. liberty, I live in mine. But Ken, you're well, it seems to me. This, this whole idea of people uh, preaching about oppression, there, there, there have been a lot of times recently where some decision made to get rid of some of this oppression oppresses the majority. Absolutely. That bugs me. I would say that what Baker it, was oppressed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, what drives the decision that it's okay to inconvenience or endanger a majority to accommodate a minority that didn't even ask for the service? I mean, it, you know, this this is stuff done by third party people. There's a policy. See a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's you know, I. It bugs the hell, the, the hell out of me that children are, are being messed with to cover the political, I really think it's political, uh, drives of, I don't even know who they are, right? But if I had a five-year-old daughter, would I want her in a bathroom with grown men? No, not particularly, right? What is what is the justification for a moral judgment of any kind? I was raised to believe that what is the best for our society, for everybody, you know, the sort of... Uh, there are those who will tell you that Jesus taught very good principles because if you follow those principles, there is a happier life. Very simple stuff. Yep. And he says, do unto others as you shall have done unto yourself. Right. Bingo. Pretty good rule. Yeah. So so when did good advice. When did moral judgment start getting handed out by very tiny groups of folks? With with the advantage of with communication tools that'll made it easier to do. Well <laughs> here's what what prompted me to throw this out was just observing the gross hypocrisy of people in our political system saying, isn't this a wonderful thing we've decided, we've made this judgment, we're making these things laws and legislation, and this is what we have decided is moral, right, and good, yet over here, oh no, that's immoral. Okay, so, and I'll use I'll use two very blatant in-our-faces extremes. We, of course, have the wall. You know, politically speaking, people on one side have said, oh, no, this is a wall is immoral. 
it, it's racially driven. Well, we all know that's a bunch of crap because of the way they voted just a handful of years ago and money they allocated to those specific resources. We also know that immediately, right now, over the, the course of many months now, sections of wall actually have been erected. They are being structured, uh, erected, structured, improved, developed. It's, it's being done. We're just not getting money for continued improvements and building set aside in the governmental budget. And they're arguing that morality of a wall. Now, at the same time, we've had a few states, New York, of course, blaringly, in, blaringly and glaringly in the um, Is that minimal... I, I'm going to rephrase that. To me, it's blaringly and glaringly. Uh, <laughs> Those rhyme. Yes. Blaringly and glaringly. You want to blow it up? Look at Venezuela. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me go back. I'm I'm not going to Venezuela yet. Um, We're getting. We reserve that. New York. We're on our way there. We'll get there. Passed a bill and made it legal. And and I'm not going to involve my opinion on this other than share what the law says. Share what the law says. They have made abortion up until birth legal. For no research, with no and with that, it has removed any uh, any penalties that might come about to what used to exist as a law for infanticide. Mm-hmm. So, if a mother is killed and the, and she's pregnant and the baby dies as a result, that doesn't count. Uh, only the mother counts. Mm-hmm. If a mother is pushed, beaten, hit, hurt, something happens caused by another person, which causes a baby to die, there are no penalties for that anymore. That's gone. Wow. You cannot prosecute mm-hmm. for it. Um, That's it's, crazy. It's crazy. Of course it is. But, but we can't say okay. that. <laughs> it does, what my stance is on abortion is that I will back the women in my life based on any decision they choose. Uh, the only thing, if there's an option at this point in my life, which, you know, I am uh, an old white male, a male, well, male in his 50s, but I would say, you know, if you decide to have a child, if it is mine, I would, I would welcome the opportunity to raise it. That option is there. However, if it were my wife or my daughter or, you know, whatever happened and they decided opposite, I'm going to back them 100% on their choice. That's it. But um, to tell me that what you've decided here with regard to taking away any legal rights of a, a human being that is viably birthable as early as what? I think the earliest ever was five and a half months or six months. But you're saying 20 weeks. You know, to take away any legal rights as an individual that protect that person and tell me that's okay that's moral but yet erecting erecting a structure out of whatever concrete metal is wood immoral. is immoral <laughs> go sit in a freaking corner well, sit down well, we have to we have to admit that these are very okay i get your argument but you have to admit that these are very disparate issues yeah. but ultimately yeah, they're, they're, but ultimately what's the what's going on here Okay, so you hear the argument about uh, the stigma. You hear the argument about uh, the right of a woman to choose what's with her body. Uh, we argue it on moral grounds, and they are arguing that, well, those moral grounds are set by people with considerations that we didn't have any say in, and we, and we don't want this. By the way, your unique decision was applauded 
Yeah, yeah, I know. They, it was. Lit, they lit up the World Trade Center when, yeah. Yeah, to celebrate. People were clapping. That's right. So there's obviously another thing that's going on there of another group of people that believe that this is actually a just thing. Yeah, and you yeah. do not. And this is why I'm and not I do not live in New York. And I do not. But their argument is that we come from a, a class, or excuse me, we come from a line, a chain of reason that was put together by things that we had no control over, mm-hmm. that we agreed to, that we think are the best way of doing things. Right. And they're arguing that, well, we didn't, we don't agree with your basic reasonings. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I and mean that, by, they will yeah. take it to, that, if you continue that path, then nothing is wrong. That's it's not all, true, but. If, it, no, if you keep going down, if, you can, if, you, if we cannot say that a baby coming through the birth canal being killed is not wrong, then I would just submit to you, what could we ever say is wrong? Not, yeah. ki- not killed under what conditions? <clears throat> okay, so it's perfectly not, fine. It's not simple to just to do an absolute. The mother decides at the last because, minute to not have because the Because the problem is this doesn't deal with physics. This doesn't deal with absolutes. This is with metaphysics and ideology. I, and the I, con- I don't care about all that stuff. What I care about is a baby being killed two seconds before it's born and we as a people being okay with that. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying if we're okay with that, what could we... What is out there that we could not be okay with? That's all I'm asking is what if that if we're okay with that, what can we not what well, out an there? Extremists would say that's murder, right? And then then we can become okay with murder? Well, under certain circumstances. If you're an extremist. Which we already have, right? Virginia's law pa- failed. Virginia tried to pass one where even if the ba- the baby survives the abortion, then the, the mother can decide to kill the baby after it, that was their law. Yeah, that's you what brought, they tried. You brought so up the death you want us to resuscitate it or not? The same way that this law came in New York. The very same way this law came in New York. You signed a bill that uh, removed the death penalty forever. Yeah. And so <laughs> for someone, for, so in the same day, yeah. for, or maybe it's the same week, he, he, he's claiming that it's the right to kill an innocent mm-hmm. for the inconvenience that is put on upon the mother, but it is not right to kill someone who has committed a crime. Yeah. And that's well, really what's going on. Well, on the same day that the woman why is why do people yeah. say that this is right? Well, the I, same day that the woman did, I think it was the Virginia. There's one, a reason that she why did they the think one this where is right. she wanted you to be able to kill it after okay. it was born. She also put her together legislation to save a worm. Yeah. <laughs> Again, on the same day. As a, go ahead and say something. I don't want to ask Jerry a question. Yeah, Jerry's shaking her head. I, I, I come back to Dan because he's the only real metaphysicist in this at the table, right? He's studied this stuff and worried about it and, and he written about it. And my question for you, man, is what is the mechanism, the process by which people determine morality? I used to think it was some sort of a do unto others as you would have them do unto you thing and the common good thing somewhere in there in that direction and I have lost all faith that that is the case I these these people you know all these situations where we have a political tail wagging the dog bother me because they don't make any logical sense to me I'm an engineer I don't have any training in, in, in your kind of science what the hell is it that people that drives people to come up with these what I consider to be aberrant ideas? Okay, before you answer that, Jerry. Okay, hang on to it. But before you answer it, Jerry, we've been having mm-hmm. an all male discussion yep. about the morality behind 
these decisions, and you're the only woman at the table. So non-male. <laughs> okay. Sorry for assuming your gender. Yeah. But yeah, you could offend someone today by doing that. I don't think Jerry's offended by in, in whatever way you would Thankfully. like to identify. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I have lots of sign language for that, Pete. I, just, you know, and I know, I know sign play language well on radio. does not play well on radio. I know. Podcast, that's why I'm going to sit on my hands. And that's probably a good thing that it doesn't play yeah, well on radio. Um, there are no FCC rules, so you can translate verbally if you need you to. I don't know. This whole discussion really bothers me on a lot of levels for a lot of reasons. I have trouble with the Plan B pill. Oh, okay. The, the morning after one? Is that the morning after? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when I was working at Myers, somebody about 16 came through my line and was able to buy that pill. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're able to make the choice to have sex, then you should be making the choice ahead of time. But then, having taught in the classroom and tried to teach sex education to junior high kids um, and being accused of teaching things that I absolutely did not teach in that class. Um, one of the things that we went through was the stages of development of a fetus. And I would divide the, the board into three trimesters and we I gave the kids time to work in groups, you know, which what goes where in which trimester. Ooh. And um, the overwhelming majority of things that develop, develop in the first trimester. Hmm. That fetus can hear, feel, pain. React. So she's react. growing after that. So if you, if you look at a videotape of a, an amniocentesis, when that needle goes in, the yep. fetus moves away from the needle. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying that at the time that baby is viable and, and you can, and oh, by the way, at the end of the trimester, it's about that big mm -hmm. and it looks like a fully formed human being. The only thing that really isn't there are the details. And the lungs are the last to develop. So once the lungs develop enough that they can live outside, that's a fully viable human being. And if you're saying it's not okay to kill a viable human being that's committed a horrendous crime, but it's okay to do this with this thing that hasn't even had a chance to make choices. Mm -hmm. I got a serious problem with that, and I'm never moving to New York. Hmm. Never. And I would encourage any woman to not move to New York because the level of, of thinking there is just enough to make me go off a cliff. I don't even know where that comes from. Do you think like, I, don't, like you, I don't even know where that comes in. I can't politics? wrap my head around it. Yeah, yeah, I have a hard time doing the same. Yeah. That's why I look at that going, Just doesn't. Make why sense. are they applauding this? Yeah. Why are they standing there, the picture of the signing of that bill, oh, signing into law? Woo. They're standing there with joy on their faces, and yeah. I'm like, D uh, my, nah. okay, I'm supposed to be a soulless ginger. Um, <laughs> 
I, and that even affected you. I don't understand. Let that be noted, self-proclaimed. I, I don't understand how. Like, I don't. I, the I can't. Twisted thinking it, it, just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, so, so, I have a okay. question. I have a question. Well, hold on. Before you okay. have your question. Before you have your question. He's a I would actually. No, I'm, I'm oppressing me. you. I'm it was cruel. You. I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, we'll, it's we'll twice today. Give you a cookie later. <laughs> You'll feel much better. Dog biscuit. But I would actually now, yeah, or Gainsburger. There you go. I don't think they make those anymore, do they? I don't know. But at any rate. Squirrel. Too many humans looked, were eating them. Let's go back over here. Pack of here. squirrels running by right now? Come on. Yeah. Uh, let's go back over here and let Dan, if you hung on to it long enough, let Dan answer uh, Ken's question real quick. Thank you, Jerry, very much. I appreciate that. All right. We so get back to Jerry's point. Too. First yeah, off, in metaphysics, there are no rules, <laughs> exactly. except for one. And the reason why is because we talked before about the idea that nobody can know the truth of a thing. So I want to say to this table mm-hmm. that one of the epiphanies that I just ran into uh, last week in, in research was a comment made by a gentleman, I don't remember his name at the moment, when he was talking about the very things that we were discussing, he says that because there is no definite answer to it, because it's not observable, that all concepts of opinion on this are all, uh, uh, they're all congratulatory. They're all, uh, they're all in play. There is no contradiction at all. There's no there absolute can, value. There can be, because there is no absolute value, there can be no contradictions. So right now, the points that these people are making is, are as valid as the points that we are making standing on that ground. And I'll make a very crude joke. You talk about the idea of a fetus and when it has control. Okay, we know that 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 if you if you push a needle into a muscle system, it'll move. So I did not say that a fetus had control. Okay, let him make his cool entity. joke. That is an entity. So the, so the idea was, you know, it, it's still considered a fetus by the Jewish population. It's still considered a fetus until it gets out of law school. So in other words, you can, <laughs> you can abort it at any one time. No, that's out. what's next is after it's born, if I don't like so, it. But, but no, that was next. a crude joke. It indeed. is a crude joke, and it, yeah. but, it, but it, 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 it has a point to it. But anyway, uh, the uh, so I want to answer directly about concepts of reason. And so we have uh, abductive reason, which is incomplete observations that give us best predictions. We have deductive, which is a general rule that leads to a specific conclusion. Mm -hmm. And then we have inductive, which is specific observation that will lead to a general conclusion. So when we're talking about what is going on, we have to decide on what type of reasoning are we using. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty close Mm -hmm. to the question I was asking. Yeah. That's fair. What type of reasoning are we using? Okay. Okay. Now, you've been kind of quiet. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. You've been kind of quiet for a little while. Is there anything you want to say? Well, I think it's a moving target, right? I, you, you can use any one of those reasonings, and it's going to change with each and every person, right? Well, you use you use different reasonings. I think what the reason why these are broken apart in these categories, you just you use different reasonings depending on what you know at the time. Sure. So, in the first right, instance, right. you have incomplete observations, then you have specific observation, and then you have general rule, and it's the general rule that is being attacked by these new Marxists or neo-Marxists or whatever you want to call it that's going on today. They're arguing that the general rules that we are using to condemn them for their action, those general rules are wrong. That's what the play is. So let me take that just a little bit 
sideways and saying a lot of this is based on right we're saying it's based on the information you have at that time in your life and whatnot however what we are learning is is that the majority of the information we are receiving nowadays is false we, get a lot um, we know that uh, there a are many of it. All things are. It was. It was. But it was all over the news about how they're doing. They're going back to past presidents and they're putting them all over in, in social media and things. And they're making falsehoods, false statements, and they're false pictures, false backgrounds. They're vilifying um, with rules that that were not in play back then. That's but what also, what we learn, we learn is is on a biased level anyway. We choose because we like this. We'll read this and sure. learn this Our because we don't like this. We'll avoid it and stay away from it um, and and you don't have a, a uh, balanced uh, opinion you don't have an, a balanced reason or reasoning ability but you, but okay. you do but you do because of Pollyanni who was a guy who would, a polymath he had, he had divided those two types of things of information you said you wanted you read what you want to read and all those are called that's called focal you're getting information by a focal he also said that there is peripheral and the peripheral is all these things that you've agreed upon that you have never really challenged. Okay. Now let's stop with that thought. Don, you wanted to address what Jerry was talking about a little earlier. Yeah. And I know I'm kind of... Comment and then a question. Yeah, go ahead. The comment is, this is where I think we get in trouble. We have all these conversations that end in, or not maybe not in, but everything I just heard in the last four or five minutes leads to none of us are right, none of us are wrong. And yep. I yep. will not accept that in certain parts I just, like you said, that makes my head want to explode. So basically, that leads to nothing is wrong. And if we want to live, I don't know if I, how do we live in a society where nothing is wrong? But you do, because right and wrong are, are aspects about a condition, not about the truth of it. We covered that in one of our things. No, yeah, we talked about and Peter that. Had, so, and Peter had made no, a really great that. comment by saying, well, really, it swings between the benevolent and yeah, the malevolent. absolutely. Malevolent. But my question for you is, you, like when you were saying, I just don't understand, my question is, there are a lot, I mean, more women are for it, obviously, the whole choice than men. I mean, there's men on both sides of the issue. But why, do, when you think of women who are like, support this kind of a bill to the very end, is it, do you believe it's really about choice for them? Is there, what is their motivation for supporting a bill where they're aborting a child as it's being born? What is I don't their have a clue because don't I don't know any women that feel that you way. You don't? I don't either. Ah, oh, bingo. Okay. I, think I, it, I don't know if here's, I do or not. Here's something, I one I don't want Bill, to I see your hand up. I, I get what Jerry's saying yeah. because I have a hard time thinking about it. Yeah. I've had this conversation with my wife mm -hmm. and my mother, right. as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. and both of them came back with, well, okay, what happens if, and my, my mother and my wife both both talked about a, a situational pregnancy resulting out of a rape. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, sure. and, and rape on any level or uh, abuse, right. relative abuse, mm -hmm. um, sexual abuse. What happens if uh, a situational pregnancy results out of that? Do you really want, could you even fathom trying to to go through the whole mm -hmm. pregnancy process with that there. No, I couldn't because I there's no way I can even fathom the pregnancy process. I don't that's only from a male perspective can I even speak on this, which I truly believe other than offering up at this point in my life having raised three children, offering up that if it came from me, I would be very happy 
to have the opportunity to raise the child because now my kids are all grown and I want little kids again. You'd be, yeah, yeah. And perhaps grandkids are in the offing, but they won't be mine. But so I get that. But that's different. I'm talking about why would they be, if they're for pro-choice, when it gets... My question was, when it's literally being birthed, that's a big difference. That's than what a you huge described. difference. And what is and it that motivates them to push And that's very different than what you're far? talking about, too. Because if you, I'm sorry, go ahead. If you are talking about a situation where somebody doesn't feel comfortable carrying through the pregnancy mm-hmm. as a result of rape, mm-hmm. you know you're pregnant long before that baby well, yeah, that's is fully what, that's formed. Why I said those are two different stories. So I I don't understand how people think. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Well, but I haven't understood how people think for a long time. Yeah, so. that's true. In a lot of areas. Okay, Bill. Bill I has an answer. You know, I kinda, and I agree with you and, and wholeheartedly in in, in, in in this whole process. I don't get it, but I think the person that it affects the most is the one who should be able to make whatever decision they want. But this is a lot of this is based on control. A lot of the oppression. It's control. It, it it's it's there, it's it's comfort zones it's it's creating an atmosphere or a control you can you can stretch this out and to 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 pull in a different subject uh brexit okay you know the british didn't want to lose control Mm -hmm. uh, of their currencies and their contracts and and things of that nature and they thought they were giving up way too much and they wanted to still maintain that control you know it's it's i think oppression reasoning deductions uh, choices made are, are, are a lot of it is based on on uh, control and, so and exuding that. I want even if I'm so. There's a lot of women that are would be supporting this up to birth is because I don't want to concede any control over my decision whether to have that baby or not. Is that what you're saying? What the hell would take you so long to make? Well, that's true too. But yeah, I agree with that. No, but it's like for the powers that be that put these types of of laws into place. There's a reason of control involved there. And and in that line of thinking, one of the things that went through my head, it, it wasn't you. You actually pinpointed something for me very well right there. But what went through my head is: is this really a method of calling the herd? In in so far as you know, people whining and complaining and commiserating about everything that's happening to the planet due to overpopulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a concept of and things floating around for a long, long times, long, long time, about the fact that you know the planet has eight billion people on it, was never meant to sustain that many people. Is is this thing? Exactly. Does this do laws yeah. like this come from a place? Yeah. Do laws like this come from a place of population control? Again, trying to wrap my head around this. Trying to come to some rationale. You're a very, very, you hit a real incredible chord with me there because of the concepts of reason and the ideologies between uh, benevolence and malevolence in that you can only... On, on either side of what you lean more toward, benevolence or malevolence, your concept of reason is going to be founded within sure. the nature of benevolence mm-hmm. or malevolence. Sure. However, does your concept of reason in that nature even realize a difference between right and wrong? Because over here on malevolence, what they've done is obviously, through their demonstrated joy, something very, very right. And over here, on, what we, on where I 
feel like I sit on the side of benevolence that this whole thing seems very, very wrong. But so there's no, to your point, Jerry, you can't wrap your head around it. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. But maybe what because of the concept of reason, my head I don't it. have the ability to do that. You nor know? do they have the ability to look at my point and say, uh, why are you not? Ask look a simple what we just did for you. Ask How a wonderful simple question of people putting the laws like this uh, into place. Do you understand what are the future consequences for taking these actions? Because there's there's definitely consequences Actually, and changes. A better question is, do you give a damn what the future consequences? Look, when a woman is when a woman's face is having a child, there's the life changes. There's no doubt about it. Sure. It happens with a man too. I mean, sure. there's just no doubt about it. There are economical stresses. There's stigmatisms. Remember that women that were not married, they had children. Yeah. What yeah. happened to them in history? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole bunch that goes along with this thing. And so when, when the decision was made on Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade was about a doctor's ability to step in and interrupt a pregnancy based on a doctor's clinical uh, examination or diagnostic that there's going to be a physical problem. Then we have Planned Parenthood in Colorado. And this whole concept changes significantly. Oh, yeah. It now becomes a choice matter, a woman's choice matter. And it, wasn't Roe and, v. And, Wade viable? It had to be not viable? Wasn't the language in Roe v. Wade? Well, there's some conditions, and I don't want to get into that because <laughs> right. specifics don't matter. I don't remember the details. But, what, ha- but what happens on this thing is the next step is, is that it becomes an aspect of woman's choice. Mm-hmm. Sarah Day O'Connor was the justice that was like the, the, the driver of this thing. And after she, this was all passed, in an interview, they say, well, what really was the whole point behind this? <laughs> and she said that I, my intention was to put women on equal par with men in regards to the use of their bodies. That was it. That was what her intention was. And it was celebrated at the time and continued in the 1960s and the 70s, 80s, and now we have it today, where it's really celebrated because the primacy is what? The primacy is a woman who is is forced into a, a causality relationship with an infant. You cannot abandon it. You can't like say, oh, like your point, you know, uh, earlier. Like once you're pregnant, I mean, there's kind of no getting out of it unless unless you unless somebody intrudes on that yeah. pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And and again, all of this is really just these. This whole example, and Jerry, I, I I didn't want this conversation to distress anybody, especially not you. Um, but and I say I especially not you because. I like you. I like you all. But I don't like seeing anybody distressed during conversation. But the whole point of this was simply as an example. To me, these are things that are symptoms of the battle that Dan pointed out of what is now moral or what's being redefined as moral and how is morality being redefined. Because we talked about, you know, being having different sexual identities or, or sexually gendered. And one of the things that Again, I had a little bit of a hard time wrapping my head around was all in the news and, and how they're supporting this with children. But the, the, the little boy who is a, a child drag queen um, who actually had a promotional picture taken with a full adult male drag or whatever the heck he was. And I haven't seen transgender. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the picture. I've only been told about it where the male was naked or at least very, very marginally clothed. Again, I haven't seen it. I don't care to. Uh, And, and the little boy is in, is in drag. And, 
Well, being in drag and being transgender are two entirely different mm -hmm. things. Okay, two okay. entirely different mm -hmm. things. Um, but here is an image that evidently has been used promotionally that at some point in time would probably have resulted in prosecution. Child abuse. Yeah. Child pornography. For, yeah. Pornography. Uh, it, but now it's being celebrated, celebrated <laughs> and because used as a marketing tool and is being used as um, Depends a how it's progressive used. talking point. But um, Put that on your personal computer and have a cop come in there and find that. You're, well, you're it's going to go one direction. So, so Put it out there in a, on a magazine or on, it's a, art. On, a, on a commercial, it it's goes art. a different direction. It's art. You know, so... Yeah, it's art. <laughs> you know, simply by... Uh, yeah, I, I you to judge. But do you remember when, if you want to talk about art, and do you remember when people threw a huge ever-loving fit about Maplethorpe. Mm -hmm. You know, many, yeah. Yeah, this is decades and ago. And you know, jar of urine and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, it's using orifices for yeah. things they should not have been. Or, who are we to say what you use your orifice for? <laughs> Knock yourself out. But, Okay. You know, Thank whatever. You for this stuff, Not my orifice, <clears throat> but no. But that was part of the whole Maplethorpe photos and, and yeah. art. But okay, here is a guy who's claiming this is art. We had to have a major shift and adjustment mm -hmm. to evidently nationally accept that. Okay, I guess that's art. That's uh, okay, but wearing a MAGA hat will get your butt kicked now. Yeah. So what the hell? Think about Can that. I not, is a MAGA hat, uh, is that then simply not a piece of art? Or do I have to frame it to be considered yeah. as such? I don't own one. Yeah, I, mean, um, I have a red hat, a red ball cap that I don't even wear. wear. Yeah, you're afraid I, to wear it. And yeah, now you can't wear it. But uh, Ken, go ahead. Okay. All kids who are of uh, uh, kind of normal emotional makeup, uh, Enjoy as when they are young the whole idea of poking something to see what it does when you poke it. They continue testing boundaries, sure. Mm -hmm. they, they're testing their boundaries and learning from it. And the whole idea is you become an adult at some point, and most of those boundaries at that point have been tested by you, and you know what kind of person you want to be. It seems to me that when you look at the number of decisions made by our politicians about what's important and what isn't has a whole lot more to do with poking stuff than it does with an actual moral judgment of any kind. The entire conversation about the wall mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the damn wall. No. It has to do with making political points, mm -hmm. achieving power, controlling Control. stuff, right? Yeah. Especially communications. Mm -hmm. If you want to find out what's really going on, do not look at the most popular things reaching out to give you information because they are all suspect. They're all biased. Right. If you, you know, I am, I, uh, hence I listen to Fox and I don't like CNN or I, you know, or, or I listen and, to this and I got and I don't doubts like about that. all those guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know. I mean, I, you know, if, if Fox, if, well, don't want to go there. It's just hard the, to know truth the, out there. The deal the being that the guys wearing the MAGA hat I happen to own a MAGA hat, by the way, mm -hmm. right? The guys wearing the MAGA hats that got oppressed mm -hmm. by the oppressed <laughs> right, right. Uh, at yeah. the Lincoln Memorial um, they got wore the hats for a reason. Yeah. They were poking. They were, they were 
exploring boundaries, right? Well, they weren't well, innocent. Well, I got no problem with the concept of exploring boundaries. I got a problem with people that purport to make moral decisions when that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is making noise, noise, drawing attention, and gaining power. That bugs me unbelievably. You and I can have huge differences. Who's to decide when they're doing this? You? Who's to decide whether they're, whether they're actually doing something for a reason or they're just poking? Is that you that makes that determination? Well, when they start passing laws about who can who go to what bathrooms. Remember that our laws are done through a system that everybody's agreed on a social contract. These representatives, you're saying politicians aren't doing this. Well, they are because they're representative. They're representative of the people. And well, their goal is to get reelected. They're supposed to be representative. Wait, they are. They're so, but they uh, are not. No, I disagree. Right. And I can take you to town on that one, baby. Go. <laughs> does, I'm sorry. Does your they're not representing me. Represent you per your views? Do you, but but no, look at who's getting elected. I mean, we say that. And the collective. But look at who's probably. getting elected. So There's obviously they're speaking who, yeah. to those in their constituency, and their constituency is approving because they're continuing to vote. Them well, there's a lot of game afoot there. You know, but, look at what we just found out about Madigan this week. The, about you, have to, you have to take that. You have to take the corruption out of it. We're talking theoretically here. Yeah. Oh, you want to get into but, a realistic conversation? That's not the point of this because yeah. everybody's views are going to be different. To answer you, your question about okay, morality, Dan, you're, yeah, okay, so we can get by back. that, but yeah. I keep I keep bouncing into morality. Well, you're I, about, I'm sorry, into reality, you, into what I perceive to be and, happening, right, that's correct. and I, I really I I feel screwed and because my my representatives don't do the things that I like. Because they don't even do what they promised to do. Screwed because when someone calls a stigma, fun. you call it moral, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or you call or you call a proper thinking, and someone will call it a stigma, and that's and that's the argument going on here. And so, you know, this starts back with Hegel in his argument about uh, okay. the pressing somebody through language, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have the proper language. And you were saying that before in one of our things about the writing is so poor. Yes. And you won't read somebody, although they may have a good point, simply they may because have the a language point. is poor. Mm -hmm. But he'll throw it out. Now, that is an aspect where he is shutting down his own decision, shutting down to be able to reach in to find out what is really going on simply because of a stick. And that's what they're arguing about. I got no problem with that's defining stigma as such. I got no problem with the conversations that go with that. I got a problem with making rules to fix it when they are inappropriate and ineffective. Or oppress a reversal pressure. Well, rules, especially when <laughs> rules and laws we know are very important. I mean, one of Martin Luther King's great comment was, you know, I'm a black man, you may not like me, but the law says you can't hang me. <laughs> or lynch me. And I think was already used. Well, I, I thought it was hilarious. And taking it right to the point, that guy was brilliant. He, mm -hmm. he, well, he was a brilliant man, no doubt about it. But you're talking about your morals, and you're, you're, you keep saying, you know, I just morally have this issue, and I get that, but everybody's morals are different. And what do we know about everybody? The three hardest things to change on somebody, morals, values, beliefs, mm -hmm. right? I, you know, it's, it's so, there lies battle. What's the what's next after everybody's morals are different? What's next? What, then where does that go? Well, uh, chaos. What do we do with that? You agree with the each strong, other and you find a commonality? You yeah. find a common ground that you can that you can live with? There are those that are stronger. Or you don't, those because we actually... I'm sorry, go ahead, though. There's those that are stronger, those that are weaker, mm -hmm. the stronger work to control. Therefore, not morals, values, beliefs, and things like mm -hmm. that. And this he, is kind of what, what's happened in New York. I mean, yeah. it, it, I did not realize 
that part of that law that was passed was that that if if, if a mother is is let's say murdered and she is pregnant that that it's not a double murder anymore right. the baby doesn't count yeah that blows me away yeah on top of all the other issues yeah. with that with that law but are you kidding me it's because but, but do, do you, you see what you, door that we, opens up? And do no, you, if we do go you, with this argument that everybody's morals are their own, then we have no right to say anything about that. If that's the if that's the status quo of everybody's morals are different, then that that implies to me then I have no right to say that's wrong. Okay, so based on this, what we just talked about, and that's about, the argument. If you know, we have if we have if we're coming to a point where we're actually having a separation of societal morals and values, which truly appears to be what is being asserted is this separation of morals and values. Mm -hmm. Redefine. Then redefine. A redefinition. Mm -hmm. let's, let's go ahead and call it a redefinition. It's not being separated. It's being redefined. They're being redefined. Being, being, being redefined. And then we'll have disagreement based on this redefinition. Correct. So what happens next is a clash. Mm -hmm. Next is the clash. And not even, eh, it's, it, <laughs> there will be a clash of some sort. Then, after the clash, you'll come to agreement or you'll come to the side <laughs> that won and it gets to exert control over what is going to be agreed upon. And we go back down. So you go back down to right through the cycle right through again. The cycle again. Just grind so, it up. And it and doesn't matter spit it out if it's left side or right side. It's what we're caught in, and which is mind-numbingly visible to me at the moment, is we're caught in the the redefinition loop which actually is what actually started the freaking United States of America. True. So after our, what is it, 230 <laughs> some odd years of experiment here, or however long it is. You can do better math than that, When did they land 16? Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't right, 49, so longer. Anyway, three, more than 300 years. They exited, they came over here, then they said, uh, no. The, like the, anyway, so... <laughs> Not to mention the. Uh, I think it was a little two thousand years. Uh, I'm, I'm really condensing. I'm really condensing. Stay with me here. So after this time period, we're actually now seeing that we're in the loop of having to go through the redefinition process again. Here, this is very visible. It's very in our faces, and I, I don't it's very necessary. What you believe ends in violence. We're still a young entity. We're it's still a young. Very nation. necessary. It must I, evolve. If it doesn't, it dies. It is extremely important. What's going on right now is extremely important. These these readdressings of things because there's two things. One, the the, the political rule that the staunchest liberal who wins the revolution overnight becomes a staunchest conservative. That's number one, yeah. right? Generally gets shot, too. <laughs> no, the one that wins, not the one that the loses. Wins. The, the one that wins generally gets shot. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Well, in Chicago. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so with that, you know, we're, we're in this freaking giant circular pattern. So, and if this is truly so necessary, and perhaps it is, on a, especially on a metaphysical level, in order for us to evolve, are we then at the very beginning of the window crack or the crack in the opening of the door to seeing what may be our next actual societal structure? And there will be a lot of us coming into as that crack gets wider, deeper, or you know, Chatters. for people to actually put a foot through and a head through or whatever. 
there are going to be a, a great many people who say you're not going there, but there will be also a great many people who uh, actually door, throw yeah. that damn door open and run through it, arms waving and yelling ahead. and screaming. And it doesn't matter what side it's on, you're going to have a difference. Don, you raised your hand. I just want to ask ahead. Dan: is Dan, with the, is there? Do you believe in the words evolve and devolve, or is it just a matter? It's just the word evolve, and it's just a matter of what we evolve into. Evolve means change. Change. Change is always going towards perfection. It's what it's a basic instinct of humans. We always strive towards perfection, even in our deconstructions. We try. We strive for perfection. So, but you would. So you wouldn't use the word devolve. Devolve can be a process process of change, absolutely. But remember that. That the, the core that you believe in now, you express to the, your friends or mm-hmm. the people that you love about what you like and you don't like, and you're doing it right now. Right. So I'm going to go back to Robert Redfield, who was a sociologist, and he said, really, it's these little traditions mm-hmm. that remain the great traditions. And right now, we are experiencing a great tradition going on by these neo-Marxists coming in. Right. And they're trying to say, wait, let's tear this all apart. You're absolutely right in the idea of de-evolution, but it's actually deconstruction. They're deconstructionists. They're saying that the, all take, the basis in, fr- in, in the groundwork and the footing that you've mm-hmm. built upon mm-hmm. has all been because of your privilege. Sure. And that's why that the marginals are never going to be accepted in your society and they'll never have a part of it. It's because they're looking at natural selection as, as a motivator. To, points me to the statement, be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> or the Chinese, uh, the greatest Chinese uh, curse was, may you live in interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think, I heard somebody the other day say something that, you know, leftists are just in love with change. They don't, they don't they're not even really concerned with what how it changes. It's just, they're just in love with, they're just in, that's their whole passion is change. With their whole passion, they don't ask, "Is this going to be a change?" With their whole passion is it's attacking the foundation because yeah. they see that it doesn't work for them. Well, no, they see that it doesn't work. Period. For a them. number of episodes ago, we actually doesn't. talked when we were talking about it's absolute personal. truths. We actually acknowledged the fact that change is one of the very one of one of, if not the only, true constant. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. I mean, it cannot not change. It's anything almost, anything that exists cannot yeah. change. Right. Right. Even just we just sit, we it change. change. Yeah. Even as humans, if we just sit, we change. We all get better From, looking every minute. You know, it's my well, wife just can't hardly stand it. How, <laughs> I mean, how you live a long time, Don. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, when I trim my beard out of necessity because I missed when I was shaping... Um, <laughs> You know, going to bring up a whole different type of reasoning here. And, well, you know, I was sitting there, and my wife now. turned and she said, "Wow, you look a heck of a lot younger." And you know, because I trimmed up, and she's like, "Wow, you look like you used to look." Is what I thought. You look a heck of a lot younger, which I really don't. You know, that's actually not something I actually wanted to hear because I rather. I, I just want to hear you look thinner. I just um, want to point out we're on radio here, so... No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, a lot of times when you go through a change, people will offer up what they think you want to hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being younger is not a thing for me. You know, to me... Uh, just give it some time, dude. Well, the, <laughs> the, the idea not, of... That's because you you're not younger. in sales. Yeah, well, Because I mean, <laughs> in sales, the first thing you say, man, you look 10 years young. What'd I you mean, lose some weight? 
you know, kind of I now am. I got this witch because I, I got to sell. I got to sell this you, thing. Yeah. We need sponsors, by the way, for this conversation. So if <laughs> you would like to sponsor this conversation, apparently you send an email. Too. I don't think we're going to get any leftists coming at you. But no. you know, but, okay, we, we go ahead with a couple of thoughts. But I actually need to wrap up because I got to get to the office. Yeah, the only the only issue I, I might run into is is that we're labeling leftists and they think this way and they think that way and and so you're going to mark them as a leftist because they're not thinking the way you're thinking and no, you're just, saying I'm, I'm a right. By definition, is all I'm trying you know, to do. Clarity yeah. is all I'm trying to do. But it's it's you know it, it's it's different people with different mindsets, different thoughts, different training, different <laughs> learning, different education, different right. levels of, of of all these things, mm-hmm. different forms of information being provided. Yep. It is and the information that we are getting now mm-hmm. compared to when those of us here mm-hmm. were children. Yeah. I mean. It's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's 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 amazing that you know that we haven't seen far worse because it, it's it, the information That's, is so instantaneous mm-hmm. and no corroboration, no 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 reality to it whatsoever. It's just it, it it's oh I'll buy that because I believe that because mm-hmm. that that makes but sense that to me. That opinion that they have and your opinion is corollary. No one can say it's right. No one can say it's wrong. What we can say is that it gives us more information mm-hmm. to be able to use our to reasoning to, capabilities to, to go forward. And, and by calling somebody a leftist, you're throwing a stigma on them that carries a lot of baggage for yep. other people. Yeah, I agree. And you, there's a thousand people listening to this thing. You throw out that word leftist, I guarantee you're going to come up with a whole bunch of different ideas about what you meant by that term. Yeah. And the argument is, is let's not use stigmas of leftists or, or that. Yep. And right. so let's let's call it all Americans. I can tell you about some of the responses from last last week, last episode leftist titled cows. Leftist Cows <laughs> and Government oh, Cheese. Oh, I never thought of that. And I know for a fact, I, I'm absolutely we certain we were that many cows. of the comments that I received and saw came from people who didn't make it past the title. They didn't listen to a damn right. word of it. They saw leftist cows and... And then laid on you. Yeah, we were describing the cows, We were describing actual cattle. Actual, physical, real cows who simply happen to be owned by government and produce government cheese. And, yeah, case in point stigma. Four-legged beings. Yeah. So I have no issue with the term conservative leftist... Don't they, even get they are me not meant to be pejorative. They're meant to be descriptive because we have to we have to use language to describe people's positions. We need to also take into account. But you the also fact have to agree that people can be a leftist and have different views on different subjects. And, and all information cows. is not and absolute. Not <laughs> They're not cows. Yeah. Well, leftist well, is supposed to be in that side of the aisle. Yeah, I mean, it's just to me, it's a point of view <laughs> any more than a conservative. Well, and I mean, frankly, I guess in in some concept, I can. I don't give a crap what your political views are, nor what your lifestyle choices are. You keep yours to yourself. I'll keep mine to myself. That, that I, I said. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. I'm not going to force you right. to believe what I believe. Right. I'll share what I believe. There you go. We do that every freaking week on right. this show. We share what we believe and what we feel and what we're thinking about and what we're trying to wrap our heads around. But I'm not going. I'm not going to condemn. Let me see. We're not in the business of going destroying to, people that disagree with To destroy with us. you yeah. for disagreeing with right. me. Because it's your right mm-hmm. to disagree with me. I want to encourage and influence you. I don't so want I, to so I have a question you. for you. I don't care. I, don't, I may not understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. and I may not agree with you, but I'm not going to force you to agree with me. I have a question for everybody on the table. Yes, you can. How many times in life have you acquired information and knowledge and made a decision and a determination only to later on 
find that maybe you didn't have all the right information. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And the older you get, the more you find out that well, you may be on shaky ground. And you look happen. back and you go, <laughs> yeah. well, dumbass. I thought uh, I knew I, what I, <laughs> that I was back in that day and that time or how I reacted or how I acted. And, that should always and, be the uh, case, yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, and I agree with you. The older we get, the more we can look back and see how many times mm -hmm. Uh, did we pass judgment or make decisions and determinations mm -hmm. on information that was false or, or partial? As we um, learn more about the fallibility of our own judgment, why do we perfect. become more conservative? You know, so, we do strive to become it perfect. So we do strive to take what information we can have in order to, that will get us closer to perfection. Yeah, but then again, now, I'm going to play Dan here, but what's, what's perfection? We yeah. all have our own definition of perfection, don't we? You know, the odd thing, <laughs> the only odd thing about it is that the humans were the yeah. only ones that seek it. Yeah, yeah, because we... I mean, that was the whole idea with Plato and the triangle, yeah, I yeah. mean, the idea of perfect form. And yeah. so there's no, thing in nature, there's no such thing in nature as a triangle. Yeah. But if you look at a triangle as a geometric shape, whether it's 3D or 2D, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's equally Same balanced and all these arguments yeah. or all these aspects about it. But why do we constantly seek perfection? Why is that? And so the metaphysicists will claim that it, it is an innate characteristic right. of our being. being right. yeah. And the idea and of being from, right? gets yeah. really weird because it becomes intrinsically analogous. Mm -hmm. And that wraps your head around what a being truly is. Would that give you ultimate happiness if you were actually yeah. a perfect person? Mm. That would bring mm. ultimate happiness? I don't know. I think, no, that a, would, I think it would be a curse. You'd I be think, static and it wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> you wouldn't be improving. <laughs> and, and, I think you'd go mad. It's the, I, I think you'd go mad. Yeah, yeah, the meaning of life is looking for a nice, sunshiny place to lay on a rock. <laughs> Which would you bore know? the hell out of me. Well, well, it's no fun after you do it for an hour or so, but it's really, it's a no great objective for, you know, when Depends you're on how far I ran. cold and wet. <laughs> you know what? This is actually, this could stem into a whole oh, other gentlemen, conversation. Gentlemen, take a look. Because, um, well, is. walking in here right at the end. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm Tom. Really appreciate Tom, say hi real quick. We're about to wrap it up. Good morning. Good to see everybody. Goodbye. All right. And on that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Because, man, do we have a lot to talk about for next week. Thank you all very, very much. This was fun. Yeah. Hooray. He's exhausted. Dan, I look.